the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after. Ooh, boy. That's really hot. And I'm assuming that you see that as well. How about that, Gil? Is that better? Okay, okay. Because on my end, it's all red over here on this end. So we'll just we'll just fake it and pretend like we really know what we're doing. Nevertheless, the time is five minutes after ten, and for the next two hours, we're going to be talking about car repair and car car stuff. And you're welcome to join us anytime you want. And the phone number is easy: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Sitting with me today is Eddie Caruso. Eddie's been with me. Um, Almost as long as I've been married. <laughs> well, a little less long. A little than less, I, yeah. yeah a little 33 less. years. 33 years. Eddie handles uh, a lot of the vintage car r- repairs and maintenance, and um, I think you're putting an electric steering on what? Actually, it's uh, he wanted electric steering. It's a 1946 Ford two-door coupe. Okay. Um, but the issue was, even if we put electric steering on it, he would still be six turns lock to lock, so... It'd be easy to steer, but his arms would be tired pulling in and out of the parking lot. That's three turns for the right turn, right? a hard right turn, and three turns for the left turn. Yes, so what we're going to do is, we're almost done with it now, is we put hydraulic power steering on it. So the box we have now is four turns lock to lock. And we're going to mount a power steering pump on it, the box, um, do some modifications to the steering shaft to adapt it to the new box. Okay, so the steering wheel is going to be the same. All but the end of the steering shaft is going to be the same. Then you're going to modify that to a steering box that's controlled hydraulically by a power steering pump run on a belt. Right, driven by a belt. Okay, alrighty, and and so far so good. Yes, it's it's actually it's it's come together a little bit easier than I anticipated, <laughs> which is wonderful. <laughs> Is it, does that happen a lot to you? No, <laughs> no, you know. Well, what was what were some of the other? Um, give me another example of something that you've done. I, didn't you put fuel injection on something not so long ago? Um, yes, the last one I did was a 1955 Bel Air. Took 50? a carburetor system off it and put a fuel injection system on it. And it was a port fuel or throttle body? It's a throttle body, so it's. Uh, Four-barrel throttle body fuel injection. Okay. And, folks, the difference is is port fuel means that you have an injector for every one of the eight cylinders. A throttle body is like a carburetor on top of the intake manifold that supplies air and fuel to all the cylinders. But a highly educated carburetor. No, 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 you're right. No, you're right. Highly, But not nearly as educated as port fuel. Right. Because port fuel, we can spray a cylinder at high RPMs. We can give it a bath or we can just wet it, or we can flood it, right? Right, yeah. We're not in, on the throttle body. We're not serving each individual cylinder or intake runner. 
it, it's kind of like whatever's there when the intake valves open, that's the gulp of air and fuel it gets. Yep. That's it. With port fuel, we can open or close the valve for fuel. Correct. And we can make it go faster, and but we can't make it go to where it fogs the neighborhood and your eyes water and all that other kind of stuff. Well, that's when there's a malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the fuel pressure regulator goes bad and we Correct. start drawing big-time fuel into it. The fuel pressure regulator is just a a vacuum-operated device, vacuum from the motor, that keeps the fuel pressure somewhere, I'm going to guess, 35 to 40 pounds? Normally, yeah, around that range. All right. And, um, and, and And so when you dump the throttle, the vacuum goes away, so the fuel pressure regulator, because it's... It's run by vacuum. The fuel regulator has to compensate for that. So basically what we're trying to do is give you a steady fuel pressure, whether you're idling at the traffic light or whether you're running wide open throttle on your way to Payson. That's correct. One way or the other. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, Action Auto Repair. Tom has been a friend of mine since 1983. That's when he opened up his repair shop in North Phoenix. Actually, I knew him before that a couple years because he worked for John Rang and sold big engine analyzers, so we had a lot of conversations about that. Nevertheless, he's at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner, family-owned and family-controlled and family-run auto repair shop that's been around, like I said, since 1983. So if you're interested in technicians that have ASE Master Certification and have a lot of experience and aren't going to spend a whole lot of money chasing a very simple problem that they've seen as a senior, you know, two or three times or two or three thousand times, then Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley is a great place to go. You know, um, it's my week has just been really tough. <laughs> and I, just, I, I lost my keys on Warner Road. I so, saw that on the F book. Yeah. Um, I thought if anybody was going to found a set of keys, then it would be one of those things where it was, um, they'd, they'd Google lost keys, Warner Road, uh, Mesa, Tempe, Chandler. And I kind of created that that way, thinking that if that happened, no such luck. There's an, uh, And I, to be honest with you, there's about three places I could have lost them. And so the family's out, as we're sitting here doing radio. Scavenger hunt. They're, they're out looking. when they got all the grandkids, and, and we're looking at uh, places that, that, that I went. And there's a reward, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at least a $150 reward because that's what it's going to cost to replace all the keys. Right. So, and, and the keys are, are, are not high-security keys, but there's also alarm systems. So if you find the keys and you know that they're mine, you're not, it's not going to do you any good. It's not even going to open up our house because we have an alarm system on our house. So you're not gonna, it's not going to do you any good. But anyway, it's going to cost that much to replace them. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Warner between Arizona Avenue and I-10, the westbound lanes. Warner between Arizona Avenue and I-10. So that's all the way from Arizona Avenue all the way across the 101. All, that's, that's through Chandler. And then from the 101 all the way west to the I-10, which is Ahwatukee. And then I, I headed south on Priest, actually. And uh, and then went over there to pick up a, a drop a trailer off so they could load some more hay on it for me. My horses have decided that they want more hay. Hey, hey. They, they, yeah, so they, that isn't going to work for them. Anyway, we've also, did you have anything that really got you, oh, we had an inspection this week on a car that had been involved in a crash, and, and it, was, it, was an, it was one of those, um, and it wasn't contentious at all. I no, it wasn't. It, I thought it was really nice. Everybody treated one another with respect. Um, the law enforcement group was there, and their job is, is to maintain the integrity of the car, because the car has been seized as evidence. And then we have the defense experts and the defense engineers and the defense mechanical guys that are looking at the car to see if there's anything wrong that would have contributed to the accident. 
right? Correct. That's and that's their job. That's and and, and it is their and job. I mean, for lack of a better synopsis, it's they're looking for an out. And, and, oh, and and they would say, I would agree. They would say, you know, we don't know if the steering came apart. We don't know if we stripped the splines on the gearbox. We don't know if we had an intermittent power steering problem until we look and see. And so, and, and there's merit to that because I have also stepped on that side as well. Take a look at this inspection. See if there's anything that would have contributed to the fact that the throttle was wide open and he was doing 118 miles an hour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll do my best, but don't hold your breath. Yeah. But I do remember one case where we did have a throttle wide open. We did have a throttle wide open, and it was as as obvious to everybody as and the entire group of of experts just were in awe. It was the one in Payson that escape. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I remember that one. And and it it, it everybody was real suspicious, and there and the two sides weren't even talking to one another and all that other kind of stuff. But by the time we got done, everybody knew the truth. That that throttle was stuck wide open, and it had nothing to do with the driver. It had nothing to do with anything. It turned out in that particular case to be the car had been in for a recall, and the recall had been done improperly. And because the recall had not been done step by step properly, then there was a kink in the throttle cable for the transmission. And on and wide open throttle, it allowed that to drop down and lock. And then that held it open, held the throttle blades open. And, uh, and the driver of that car didn't have a chance. The unfortunate part about it, folks, is is learn from this. It if you have a problem with your throttle and you think the throttle is stuck, then just throw it in a neutral. Every motor in the last twenty or thirty years has a rev limiter. Has a rev limiter. It's not going to blow up the motor. It may sound like it's going to, but it's not going to. But when you throw it in a neutral, you still have power brakes. You still have power steering. You still have a horn. You still got all that stuff, and your airbag is still alive, and your airbag is going to sit there and wait to see what happens. But you don't have any problem. Just throw it in a neutral and then just pull off to the side of the road with your brakes. In this particular case, we're not even sure the brakes would have worked at that point because she had been under wide open throttle for so long. And as a result of that, we knew the brakes were cooked later in an examination. She didn't have a chance. Right. And, and a wide-open throttle, there's so much inertia with the vehicle. It's hard for the brakes to overcome that. And and, and she, she was going uphill, but but at the same time, time it was just a, a terrible thing uh, that happened. The only thing in hindsight, and I think we everybody learned from this, was is, is if you have com- con- contact or communication with someone and a driver or whatever um, is the neutral. Throw it in the neutral. Just throw it in the neutral and just pull off to the side of the road. And when you get to the stop, then turn the key off and we're done. So if that's a th- that's a throttle stick, whether it's an electronic problem, whether you sucked a bird into the throttle blades, and that wouldn't really do it either because once you let go of your foot, it's going to shut the fuel off. Right. right. It's going to shut the major fuel off. So you can go through a lot of hypotheses, but just throw it in the neutral. And it's going to be, the motor's going to be screaming, nobody cares. Pull off to the side of the road carefully, slowly, and and uh, and shut the key off, and it should die. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, worst case, it's better to waste an engine than waste your life. Yeah, and even, even if the motor blows up when it's running wide open like that, you're still going to have one, two, or three applications of your power brakes. Your power steering's going to go away. 
but you can still steer the car. It's just going to take two hands, and you're not going to be able to do it with your finger. Right, and nowadays most power steerings are electric anyways. Yeah, and that you bring up a good point. So we haven't lost, lost the electrical system on those kinds of cars. But those are just some of the things that we run into a lot. In this particular case, we didn't really find anything. We found the car had been heavily modified, and we found some modifications that weren't done exactly to the way they should have been. Um, I'm talking about the hubs. The, the wheel spacer? <laughs> yeah, the wheel spacers. And, and and then the back, the indentations from the the studs on the back side of the wheel spacer, which indicates to me that it didn't sit flush. And so we had a little problem there. But that, even that, isn't a, a, a reason to cause the, what happened. Because all the wheels were still attached to the vehicle. Exactly, exactly. They wouldn't have been for very long, I suspect. I think that would have probably, we would have lost a tire and a wheel at some time in the future. But nevertheless, it's that's not the issue. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When it comes to transmission shops, there's really only one in town that I can send you to. It's the last of the old guys that were brought up on automatic transmissions in the 60s and the 70s, and that's Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's been around in the Phoenix area since 1968. Him and his staff, Phil and his staff, are transmission diagnostics experts. They do repairs and replacements. They do flushing. They do service work. And if you have a particular problem and you can make it happen, and you can make it happen, they're happy to schedule an appointment and have you take one of their technicians for a ride as long as you don't have them for a week or a month or a year and you get my drift. You can't have them for hours and hours. That's why I say you got to make it happen in front of them, but you got to make it happen within you know a couple of miles. So that's how come you teach yourself how to make it happen so that you can show them how they can make it happen. 40th Street in Washington is Automatic Transmission Exchange. We'll be right back. Dennis Prager says those that resent create chaos. Men give birth and defund the police are the resenters' mottos to tear all down to create chaos. If there are no police, you have chaos. If there's no difference between men and women, you have chaos. It comes from, among other things, resentment. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 10 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. This is Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. I want to speak to the dads who are being denied access to their kids, excluded from key parenting decisions, are contending with child support issues. In all of these cases, doing nothing is probably not a good strategy. The law has given you rights, but you have to assert them. If the challenge is the cost of an attorney, Cordell & Cordell offers a capped fee option. Give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Phoenix area attorneys. A partner men can count on. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. CordellCordell.com. Gold and silver offer a source of wealth and privacy. Many companies sell gold, but Midas Gold Group fights for your privacy, protection, and for our country. Veteran-owned Midas Gold Group proudly supports Dinesh D'Souza's new film about widespread fraud in the 2020 election. Get a free DVD of 2,000 Mules along with Midas Gold's free guide to owning bullion and coins. Supplies are limited. Call now, 855-322-4653, MidasGoldGroup.com. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job 
but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for their mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Raised up from under my well, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem and Eddie Caruso sitting here working, and both of us are master techs, and both of us have, well, you've been with me 33 years. Uh-huh. So we've worked together for 33 years. Sometimes I work for him. Sometimes he works for me. Sometimes um, I have to uh, counsel him, but, um, oh, you've counseled me a couple of times. <laughs> you've it's offered a, your suggestions. It's a give and take. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Oh, boy. Well, um, when it comes to Sun City, people ask a lot of times. I get some emails that say, you know, I'm in Sun City and where do I go? And my answer is pretty much always the same. Automotive Dynamics is run by Chuck Nides and his family. And I've known Chuck since the the late 60s and early 70s when he was in the gas station business back then. So he's one that that understands the dynamics of running a good service uh, and shop and family-owned operation. And he started there in in uh, Sun City in 1982. So if if you're looking for a shop, then I would like to suggest uh, Automotive Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. So Grand and 99th Avenue, north side. And it's a good place to go. One of the things that Chuck does, not, that not all the shop owners do, and, and I don't actually subscribe to this 100% myself, but he doesn't pay his technicians any commissions on, on what they sell and what they do because he insists that it prevents them from selling unauthorized stuff. You and I both know that that is an issue in our industry, but it's not as big as it used to be. Right. Well, I mean, the text call it going for the gravy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and because we're dispatching, it's difficult to do that because you don't know if you're going to get a whole bunch of hard cars, you know, really difficult cars that you're going to go by book time on all the all the day long or whether you're going to get a bunch of softballs we're throwing at you. and, And it's there is no book time. And so you make up your own. There's those kinds of dynamics that go on, right? right? It's a, it's you're right. It's just a really dynamic situation to, to figure that out, right? And 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 folks bring that up a lot too with respect to book time. So we look at the book, and the book tells us that the average technician, this is about the time it's going to take to do that work. Water pump, five hours at a hundred bucks an hour. It's five hundred dollars labor. 
which is not likely on a water pump, but nevertheless. But there's there's technicians that will beat that time. But I suspect, and you can say what you want, I'm, I'm thinking they're not going to beat it by a substantial number, a half an hour or or less. Oftentimes, it's going to be, you're going to get close to it. The downside is, is that if you beat it, you get to keep it. But if you go past it, you eat it. Exactly. And if, if you beat it, you get a raise. Yeah. And if you don't, you, you, you're you going to have to contribute some time, uncompensated time. Right. Most everybody does that because the guidelines, the book times are really pretty, 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 they're pretty right on. They really do give us a good blueprint. Now, if you're going to take the valve covers off and it pays two hours to take the valve covers off, but they're covered in an inch worth of grease and the engine compartment really looks, looks nice, and you say, well, I want to paint them orange and put them back. Oh, well, we got to do blue because it's a Ford. It's leaking right. oil. <laughs> what's, what's orange? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to paint them. That's going to be on top of whatever it takes to take the valve cover off and put gaskets on it. We're going to take the valve cover off. Then we're going to wash it, clean it, and paint it and put it back on. And so they're, they're, th- those, are, those are reasons why your bill would be higher um, if you called around for a valve cover gasket, he's going to bid it at 3.1, and somebody else bids it at 3.9. If they're painted, then that's the difference. And all these labor operations where they get the time are on an engine that is brand new, that they're they, they're taking them apart and taking the part off and putting the part back on. They're not cleaning it. There is no rust. There are no broken bolts. So And, and there's there's no diagnostic time either to get there. Correct. So they're saying, okay, well, how much is it replaced a camshaft in this particular car, make and model Honda? Let's pretend it's an overhead cam. How much to do the camshaft? Well, that's fine, but we still got to figure out it was the camshaft. So there's a diagnostic fee that's going to. Okay, it took me 27 minutes to figure to get the valve cover off, so I could see that the camshaft is all eaten up, and I can see the problem with the why the camshaft. So the camshaft needs to be replaced, but we need to fix the problem that caused the camshaft to die an early death. And right. so those diagnostic money is on top of whatever the uh, actual repair happens to be. But those are just co- clues and hints and stuff that and and you can you can figure out you can figure out if you call around and get a labor estimate. But I suggest to you that if you give them specifics the specific car that the labor estimate probably finish the sentence won't be the highest and the lowest won't be what percentage apart. I would say 15%. And I would have said 10 to 20 because of the labor rate. Because a guy at one hour at $110 an hour is going to be $110. But if a guy at, at $120 an hour is going to be $120 an hour. So I'm with you. 10 to 10, 10, 15, 20% may be different. It'll be a labor rate adjustment. Unless, of course, one guy's standing there and the motor's filthy dirty and he knows he's going to have to dig out the, the these old parts and he's going to have to clean everything when he goes back together with it. What about... When you talk about uh, you're going to do a, a water pump, you take the belts off. That's w- part of the labor to replace the water pump. Correct. So the customer, if the, you call the customer and you say, hey, I got the belts in my hand, basically you didn't really pay any extra to have them off because the whole job took them off anyway. Do you want me to put new ones on? The savings is $68 in labor <laughs> because right. I'm already there. <laughs> and that's as... As the customer, that's what you want to do is take advantage of those opportunities. Your car's got 100,000 miles on it. You never replace the belts, but you're doing the water pump. For heaven's sake, put new belts on it. It's just going to cost you the price of the belt. That's it, and no labor. Correct. If you go a week later, a day later, a month later, and come back and put belts on it, it's going to cost you a whole lot of labor. It's going to cost you a whole lot of labor to dig all those belts off. 
So it's going to make a big difference. So your technician and your shop should be doing this. We had a car in the other day that um, a, a friend of mine asked to to look at his daughter's car, and it it had I don't know thirty forty thousand miles on it. And somebody had gone by a 60K service and had bid a 60K service that was over $1,000. My confusion was the car's age didn't put it at 60,000 miles, assuming that you're driving 12 to 15,000 miles a year. Okay. So the car's age didn't put it there. The mileage didn't put it at 60,000 miles. What were they thinking? And, and, and I can tell you that I get lots of these, as you well know, because you look up many of them for me. But... Um, what bothers me uh, uh, in the big picture here is it's really not dealers, independent chain stores, and and small shops. It's everybody. Everybody's playing some silly game sometimes with respect to how the owner's manual is deciphered on the car. And we see, and and, and I know you see, but I see it a whole bunch more, where we've got people with $1,000 worth of work that according to the owner's manual should be done at 100 and somebody wants to do it at 60 or 70 or 50 and to over service a vehicle is only benefiting one person and, and 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 I tell people that if you think that doing everything with synthetic oil and being really nice to your motor it's going to love you and last forever that's a lie the motor's going to last until you overheat it or it runs low on oil or you just wear it out it doesn't have a it has multiple brains but it doesn't have a loving brain. It doesn't have a heart. It doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have a heart. It has an oil pump, but it doesn't have a heart. And so the motor's not going to know, and no one's going to care. So you can over-maintenance your car thinking that it's going to love you. But I promise you, it's if it breaks down, it's not because it doesn't love you. It just breaks down. There's not, And if we could make it happen, then it would never break down on your car right. <laughs> or my car or my wife's car or your many girlfriend's cars. It wouldn't <laughs> It wouldn't make them. Oh, there's right. One of them rides a horse. That's what that's what I heard in the shop the other day. Is that right? One of them rides a horse to work. I was just guessing. <laughs> anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And um, my name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Eddie Caruso. We've worked together for more than thirty three years together. Uh, we're both ASE Master Techs. It's not important where we work. It's just important that we have a lot of experience we'd like to share. And if you have any questions, you can give us a call. We get lots of questions about coolant and color. We get lots of questions about spark plugs and brands. Those are the kinds of things we can help. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. 
Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Veterans, whatever you're going through, don't wait. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. All about that demon, Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Eddie Crusoe, Mark Salem here at your service, and we're going to go straight to the phones. And Vicki called first, and so, Mike, you're going to be second, but I would have taken her anyway. <laughs> Vicki, good morning. How can we help you? Vicki? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, yes, ma'am. I'm all ears. What? How can we help you? My husband and I are having a disagreement on checking oil. Of course, he never owned a car until it came to this country 20 years ago, and I've got a 97XJ and a 69C10, and I check the oil after it's been parked for a while because it's easier. Then it's easier to read after it's been, like, sitting all night. And he says, no, you have to run the engine for a while and then check the oil. Um. Um, hold on just a minute while Eddie and I talk. This ain't looking good for him. No, no. And (laughs) it's, it's my opinion that to get a really accurate level, 
check on the oil, the engine needs to sit for, let's say, at least an hour. So all the oil drains back into the crankcase. Okay, and see, Vicky, the, the engine, um, the oil pump takes oil from inside the oil pan at the very bottom of the engine, and it distributes on the top part of the engine for all the valves and the camshafts and the, and the chains. And there's areas there where oil is constantly being sprayed and oiled, and things are lubricated, and there's oil splashing all over the inside of that motor. In order to get the best, and actually the only, you, you need to let it sit for a while. And most people will check their cars first thing in the morning. And, 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 and what's happened is is all the oil has then dripped back down to the oil pan, and your dipstick goes into the oil in the oil pan, and that's how you do it. So it there's really no benefit to running it because you're not going to get an accurate reading when the oil level, if where it's at between the add and the full mark. Because when it's running, you're not going to get an oil a, a, a good one because your whole oil system is pressurized. So there's a lot of oil missing out of the pan. And if you check it shortly after you shut it off, you're still not going to get the true. But let me tell you this. I don't know that this is a real big deal because one way or another, it's going to be a quarter of a quarter or half a quarter while. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's, if you shut the engine off and run around as fast as you can and open the hood and check the oil, it's going to be probably between a half and a quarter quart below the full mark. Okay. And that's assuming it was at the full mark at the beginning. Right. Okay. So I don't know that there's a real big deal on this. I don't think it's going to, it's going to, and, and, but let's agree on this. You never add oil until it's at the add marker below. Never add oil because the add mark and the full mark are a quarter part. So a lot of people, as soon as it comes off the full mark, they put a quarter oil in it. That's not right. We want you to wait till it hits the ad mark or drops below the ad mark, and then you well, then you agree with me that I, you know, if I check it first thing in the morning before I started, it's a lot better than like when I was a kid. We were told to check it when you get gas, and it's really hard to read them. Yeah, but your husband's on the other line, and he says you parked your car on a slope. Yeah, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> He's the um, you, you, you are right. You are more right than he is. And to do it appropriately, um, it is better to do it first thing in the morning um, after it's been sitting, and that will give you the true level of the oil. How often are you change? Are you checking the oil? Once a month. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and, mean, and let's ask Eddie how often he checks his oil. Eddie, you drive how many miles to work every day? It's seventy miles round trip. Seventy miles round trip, and <laughs> and you drive a what is it the Lexus? Yes. Okay, the Lexus has how many miles on it? Three hundred sixty thousand. Three hundred sixty thousand, and I, Eddie's been with me for thirty years, so it's, I've been through a couple of cars. Oops. Now that Lexus, how often do you add a quart of oil to the Lexus? Oops. I don't. I don't in between oil changes. So are you doing three thousand mile oil no, I'm changes? Doing ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yes. Okay. So you're doing ten thousand. It's not using a quart of oil in ten thousand no, miles. Okay. That's unusual for a three hundred thousand mile car. Okay. Right. And, and in most cases, would you agree with me? Here, finish the sentence, Eddie. Most people are a quart low at about how many miles? I would say between five and six thousand miles. And I would say three to five thousand miles. Depend and I have I'm ca- I'm trying to capture all those Fords that are leaking oil like crazy. Well, and Vicky's an anomaly because she says she checks her oil. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. There's a lot of wives out there that that, that are not interested in doing that. Even the husbands. Yeah. Well, even the husbands. You're but right. I mean, yeah. If you pull into a gas station and you're you know you're filling it up and you're checking the oil and it's it's below the ad mark. You know. How got, far below the ad mark? If it's a half an inch below the ad mark. Then there, you probably can put a cord in that. Right. But if it's if it's the 
thickness of two of ten pieces of paper below the ad mark. No one cares. Right. No one cares. But the most important thing is check the oil level. Yeah, yeah. We we have lots of engines, uh, cars, and trucks that are towed in with the motors rather tight because they've exploded within, um, and and an oil starvation problem is the cause of of the damage to the engine. So it, it we do see them, and it does happen. But I think your way is better and safer than than your husband's, with all due respect. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate okay. that. You bet. You bet, Dickie. Good luck to you, Mike. You're up. How can we help you? Oh, hey, Mark. Thank you so much. You bet. Um, I've got a I've got a 2014 Honda Accord EXL six cylinder, and the car's running fine, except about a week ago. My dashboard lit up like a Christmas uh, tree, and in the middle it goes, FCW system failed. And my question is, is it safe to drive? Because it's driving fine, air's running, everything's running, but I've got this system failure thing, which got the, you know, the tire pressure things lit up, the traction things lit up, the LDW and FCWs lit up. And um, so my main concern, number one, um, is it still safe to drive? And should I get it repaired? Is it going to, or can I just have it shut off? Well, and right now it starts when you ask it, and it, and 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 does the speedometer work, or does the is the dashboard just completely non-existent? Well, I mean, you know, in the middle of the speedometer, it's got that F, FCW fail thing blinking. Yeah. Um, but everything else is working. The gauges are working. I mean, the temperature gauge, the gas gauge is working. Okay. Um, right. The car's running like it's nothing wrong with it other than this uh, weird thing. And it starts out without it coming on in about a minute, two minutes. Well, it maybe could be longer, even up to 10 minutes. Then it'll pop out in this FCW system fail okay. thing. It'll start blinking. Why don't you grab, take my phone. And uh, and Google that because we're going to take a break right now. And Google that FCW Honda Accord. SCW. S is in Sam. No, F is in Frank. C is in Charles. W, as William. in um, W. Yeah, yeah, William. Okay. It's like it's like a front. It's like front collision warning. I think. Okay. That if where it in, beeps if you get close to a car in front of you. Okay. If in case, if in fact that's it, forward collision warning okay. system. If that's it, then. Every other aspect of the motor and the transmission are going to be fine. It's just telling you that it's not going to blow up a bunch of lights and sirens on your dashboard if you're looking at the pretty girl at the bus stop and you're coming up and uh, and you're going to rear end a car. Okay, it's not going to it's not going to apply the brakes. It's not going to take your. It's not going to do what it's supposed to do. Other than that, there's nothing wrong with the motor. Right now, it, on this vehicle, does it have a camera on the back side of the rearview mirror? Uh, yes, it's it's got yeah, it's the full deal. You know, it's the EXL and it's got okay. all the bells and whistles. So all right, Eddie, why are you shaking your well, head? Well, because that's that's it's it's forward looking. It's looking to see if there's something in its way. Okay. So it sounds like for some reason it can't see what's in front of it. You've put blinders on that camera, or something is happening with that camera. You haven't had anybody paint your mirror, the back side of your mirror. You haven't had anybody put any tint on the back side of your mirror. You haven't had anybody scrub the back side of the mirror with an SOS pad, right? No, no, no. Okay. I have not done. The only thing okay. I've had done to it is I had, and I read something in these forums that maybe has to do with bearings. I had the top hat bearings replaced and the, and the shocks replaced just about two weeks, maybe three weeks ago. And I don't know if that affects a cable or whatever that deals with all this stuff. I don't know. 
I don't know about any cable it, at it, all. Yeah, that doesn't. It, it, make there's an electric sense camera in there. there. You you might have a cable that operates your mirror, but it's unlikely. But we've been wrong before. We're, this isn't something. Yeah, and, we've I, seen. and I don't know. And you know, yeah. these forums, you know, you never know what you're getting yeah. out of those either. So. I have one last question, if I can. Okay. Um, I was I was supposed to get a I got an oil change about uh, when they were doing this uh, top hat and the and the struts and everything, and but when I look at the oil gauge, it's down to fifteen percent, and I've got the little wrench coming up. I'm wondering, does it automatically reset when you put the oil in, or did maybe they didn't put oil in, and it's still showing that that's why I went in. To start with, because the I I knew my oil was going down. Okay, well, I can I've answer that. Out only like fifteen percent. Okay, I got I got to run, but I can answer that. He didn't reset the the. the, the there's a the way reminder. to the reminder when we do the oil change. We're supposed to put the reminder back at zero and, and say, hey, by the way, we just changed the oil and reset it. So he didn't reset it. So you're at fifteen. I don't know what you were at the beginning. It's just a mistake that the technicians make. Eddie has done it his whole life, and we'll be back right after this. Former President Trump breaking his silence on the race for governor in Arizona, throwing his support behind Terry Lake. Hello, this is President Donald Trump, and I just wanted to tell you that you have a great, great fighter running for governor of Arizona. Her name is Carrie Lake. She is outstanding. She will be somebody that you'll be very proud of, and she has my complete and total endorsement. Paid for by Put Arizona First Pack, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. If you remember the crash of 2008, could you afford another loss in your portfolio like that? I bet the answer is no. The good news is there's a strategy designed for someone just like you. In 2008, clients using it didn't lose money. When the market goes up, you go up with it and your gains are locked in. And if the market goes back down, you're guaranteed not to lose principal. Call DNA Wealth Partners at 800-514-4575. That's 800-514-4575. And listen to the DNA Wealth Lab show every Saturday and Sunday here on The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Everybody, 46 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock, you got a car call question. Um, you've got a 
good chance of getting an open line right now because there's five of them. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. One more time. 602-508-0960. Blackwell Auto is the guy that's at Greenway and uh, and 40th Street. And Tom kind of handles that whole northeast section of Scottsdale and Phoenix and Fountain Hills and that kind of stuff. I would love to have five, even ten shops that covered that. It's just difficult to find a shop that fits the parameters that I insist that we all abide by. It's There's shops up there, but they don't have an owner that's been there more than a year or two or three. Then if you look at their Google report, but some of their reviews, they're not real favorable, considering that mine aren't perfect either. I mean, I'm not a five-star guy, and I hold people to the same that I am hold myself to. But it also has to do with the vendors say, well, he doesn't always pay his, his, his uh, bills on time. Or this, the, re, the uh, reviews might say something to the effect of that I had a warranty problem, and so did I, and so did I. And those are troublesome. So the the guys that have lots of years, that have ASE certified technicians, that, that have been in the same building for a lot of years, those are the stable guys that have been around, and Blackwell fits that perfectly. So if you're looking for a great shop in Northeast Phoenix, North Scottsdale, Blackwell Auto, 40th Street and Greenway, he's a good guy. And we have a caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Sam. Sam, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, I was helping a friend work on a... 2001 uh, Chevy Monte Carlo 3.4 liter engine, and it had a lower intake gasket leak. Okay. It was leaking coolant, and so we replaced that. And before we replaced it, I mean the car would just lose coolant, but it was running fine. It would start fine. Uh, but I did notice the plenum intake vacuum port that I think went to like a a tank, a vacuum tank, was disconnected or broken. So okay. there's a vacuum leak in the intake plenum. Anyway, we put it all back together, start and go to start it, and it won't start unless you keep your foot on the pedal. And I, this is when I had that vacuum port capped off after we did the repair of the gasket. And if you take that if we um, open the port, that vacuum port, this little tiny little uh, spigot like sticking out of the intake plenum by the alternator, if we did open that and create a vacuum leak, it actually starts, but it r- runs r- really rough. So I can't figure it out. We're both looking at one another right now. So when you hold it to the floor when that vacuum port is plugged and it starts up, Will it idle smoothly once you back your foot off the throttle? No, it'll die right away. You have to keep the gas pedal pushed. But if that vacuum port is unplugged, it will start a little bit easier and run, but runs really rough? Rough, very rough, yeah. Black smoke rough? I thought, like, yeah, it runs, it runs, it idles rough, and okay. it sometimes dies, but it there's sometimes it won't die. You don't need to put your foot on the pedal. And I thought it was the idle air control. So I actually took that off and tried to start it, letting a lot, a lot of air in the intake with the, with that valve out. And it wouldn't even start unless you had the foot on the pedal well, again. Yeah, but, but you're creating a big vacuum leak when you do that. Um, and, and the idle air control motor does one thing, and, and it just opens and closes a very small vacuum leak to, to maintain an idle that the computer wants it to maintain. 
So, yeah, the right. idle air control motor, I don't know that it would start no matter what if it had a bad idle air control motor. It just wouldn't idle. Right, or have a very low idle. Yeah, yeah. So but the idle air control motor doesn't really affect the way the engine runs. It just controls idle speed. Right. Can you think of anything? Uh, I'm thinking of maybe, I'm not sure if this is a mass airflow engine or a MAP system. We've got a sensor that's unplugged. And doesn't know that we're aspirating air into the motor. We doesn't know that we're sucking air into the motor, and so it's not going to add any fuel to it because it doesn't think we're, we're cranking over or we lost crank signal. Right. And, I mean, a couple of things was key on, engine off. Does the check engine light come on? And does the oil pump or does the fuel pump hum for a second then go off? Right. And then when you get it to start and it's running, no matter whether it's running rough, does a check engine light, is it on when it's running or does it go off once it's started? Because that d- indicates a hard failure versus a soft failure right. in, a, in, a, in a generic way. A hard failure, the engine light stays on no matter what, no matter what, and that's a big dog problem. And and a, and a check yeah. engine light yeah. can be reset. So does the check engine light go right. off once it's started? Well, I mean, we had the battery disconnected, so when we first started, there was no check engine, no codes. And I checked the codes, and there was no, nothing in the, I guess, background. But, well, uh, when you turn the key on a car, I don't care about the, the, the history of the battery or the charge and all that. When you turn the key on, the check engine light should come on and then go off. Now, um, I'm going oh, yeah. back to the, the the 3.4 is based on the 3.1 engine. And I know on those engines, um, to pull the lower intake out, you have to take the push rods and the rocker arms off. Was that your case, too? Yeah, and okay. I use the tool. I use the tool. I didn't disconnect the rocker arms. I used the tool to lift up the rocker arm. And pull the push rods out? Yeah, and put it back in. uh, If I'm not mistaken, the intake and exhaust push rods are different lengths. So it may have been that you got a couple mismatched and you got a long one and a short one. So you got an intake where exhaust push rods should go? I put them in a box and lined them up and put them back in how they came out. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, we're out of guesses. Um, I, I, I mean, it's a fixable problem. It, you just have to determine, are we getting spark? Do we have good compression? Uh, do we have valve timing yeah. I- I exactly the same? Is the injector squirting? Do we have fuel pressure? Those are all the, the things. If it doesn't start yeah. and run, the question to you is, is, is it spark or fuel? Well, I, I checked the fuel, and with the key on, it had pressure. And I, when I started it, it, it went up and, and turned it off, and that the gauge on the fuel line when it was off held. I don't think it's a fuel pr- problem. Okay. Well, it can be a fuel problem because if if the if you have fuel pressure line pressure at the rail but you're not opening and closing the injectors, that's going to be a problem. So, but if you step on the gas a little bit, it does. So. See, I mean, those all the symptoms you have are very confusing to the two of us. They're, they're, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. once you fix the car, you're going to be able to explain all these really weird things that are going on. But right now, yeah. it's spark fuel, it's electronic. Does it, the crankshaft sensor, the camshaft sensor, all that kind of stuff has to be talking to the computer. Um, right. And, I mean, guess one of the first things I would do is just double check as far as your spark plug wires that they're on the correct cylinder and on the correct tower on the coil pack. It's kind of hard yeah. to get them mixed up at the cylinder head because they're different lengths and the way they're routed and normally the way they're they're held together with the retainers. But it's, yeah. at it's the coil, easier it's to get different. them mixed up at the coil tower. Okay. The coil pack. So, so my, my friend did drive the car and he said, hey, the check engine light came on now. He's driving it. so I have to pull We, the we don't diagnose stuff based on check engine lights. 
I mean, you know, that's that's just telling you the computer sees something it doesn't understand. Um, you, yeah. you, you know, it's 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 we're not going to stop right there and go chase the check engine light. We're still going to work on spark and fuel and vacuum and timing and and that kind of stuff. And and you're at a disadvantage because you don't have a scanner. And we were going to plug a scanner in, and the scanner we're going to watch all these things happen, and we're going to be able to see what fuel delivery is and 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 what spark is and and all that other kind of stuff. We're going to have a lot of of, of serial stream data in front of us that we can look at, and we can actually monitor all of that stuff. So, but yeah. I mean, at least now if he's if he's driving it, then it's it's somewhat we're closer drivable, and the check engine light will give you a a route to follow a path to go down. Yeah, another data point. Okay, hey, right. thank Good you guys. To, you bet. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and uh, we've just got about three or four minutes left in this particular part of the. Oh, we have a caller, and who might that be? Say hello to Don. Don, good morning. How can we help you? Brother from another mother. Brother from another mother. This does a tow truck. Um, yeah. Have you, have you had an intimate experience with a tow truck in a while? Uh, well, I'm trying to go like easy retirement. Ne- never, never mind. Out. Never mind. You're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, This is a bad. I should have never opened that door. But anyway. Yeah, you should morning. have. Good morning to you. How What's are on you? your mind? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, my S10 with a four three. I have a check engine light. It says it was. Uh, week on left bank so i'm going okay i changed the fuel filter i changed the oil because it needed it and i didn't know about the fuel filter because i've never changed it since i bought the truck so i'm blowing through it and it's you know hard to go through so i'm going okay now can i can i just disconnect the battery and go do a drivability test and see if it comes back or can I well, just go it, through emissions again? No, you're going to have to clear it, and you're going to have to have some miles and history on it, because uh, it's not going to clear all the data until it sees good data for a long period of time. So okay. they know that you can disconnect the battery and reset everything, but they're not going right. to let you run. I missed the first part. What did he say? Did he say it failed emissions? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it failed emissions, and so he's worked on it. And so it, it, at this particular point, he has to he has to go through a couple of drive cycles. To, to otherwise they're going to say that he just disconnected right, and what, the what year was this again oh three oh three so does it have a check engine light or just hasn't completed all the monitors uh it's got a check engine light i ran it through emissions i said just run it anyway she says okay but it's going to come up and not pass so i said okay but i still got to have it you know okay and so so i need to get somebody with of course it needs to be tuned and i've got all the parts but Get my hands down in there. It's like tearing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't. You're not going to be able to stall emissions, so you're going to be late, and you're going to. There's a, a penalty for being late, but um, it's a matter of really just getting it running and and getting the check engine light to be off and stay off, and getting through so many uh, ignition cycles. Right. But also, if you if you test emissions and you fail before your registration expires. You have a one-month grace period where they're not going to charge you a late fee to register the vehicle. Okay, and so, so you got that. that. But if you have any questions, i got nine seconds before we go into the next hour. But anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we'll be right back. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.